from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. What if I told you in a quarterback-obsessed world there was one player that's not a quarterback that could take a team from a pretender to a contender and he's available right now. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel Lady, and your smart speakers. All you have to do is say, hey, play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I will continue to remind everybody that in about two hours, Tiger Woods tees off in the Genesis Invitational, 3 or 4 p.m. Eastern. You can watch all of the coverage you could ever want on ESPN Plus starting at 3 4 Eastern. Harry, there's one guy. All right, one guy that we've heard a lot about over the last year, we've heard a lot of speculation about over the last year, but he's still not on a team. And right now he could take several teams from contender from pretender to contender, and his name is Odell Beckham Jr. It is amazing to me in a world where we are obsessed with great wide receivers that a team still hasn't figured out to get on top of this right now to bring in somebody that could help them win football games. Yeah, you talk about a guy in Odell Beckham Jr. I think what I love the most about Odell is his passion for the game. And sometimes a lot of people uh, misconstrue his, his passion uh, for frustration, and, and I don't think it's that at all. He loves the game. When it comes to somebody who, who loves the game as much as Odell does, I would love to play with that guy any and every day because I know he's gonna, his, what his approach is going to be. I understand his purpose, and I know what he wants bad, and that's a, another Super Bowl ring. You talk about a guy that can win his one-on-one matchups. Uh, you can put him backside at the X. You can play him at Z. You can move him in the slot. He can do a lot of uh, a variety of different things on the football field from the wide receiver position. And also, he's going to bring that, that, that pizzazz. He's going to bring that energy. He's going to bring that toughness that you might be missing from your football team that you might need in the end of, at the end of the day. And he's going to bring that dog, that standard, that sort of I don't take anything from anybody. I genuinely believe, Harry, as somebody that's – Five nine and 160 pound, five pounds and never been in a locker room. But I believe locker rooms can benefit from having that guy. Like, you've got to have somebody in the room, and I don't care what you're doing for a living, you got to have somebody in the room that has the grapefruits to walk up to, to everybody, anybody, and say, that's not how we do things. you got to have somebody that's willing to say, hey, the standard's the standard. you got to have somebody that holds people to the right standard in everything that they do, and somebody that knows the temperature of the room and knows when you need a lift. I think part of what Odell Beckham Jr. does, above and beyond what he does on the field, is a little of what the Bills expected when they brought in Von Miller. Somebody that's been there knows how to get the best out of everybody and knows how for young rosters, particularly, to look at him and say, this is the extra oomph you need if you want to win at the highest level. For me, that's a part of the skill set of OBJ that you bring in when you bring in somebody like that. And it's funny that you bring up Von Miller because the two guys are close friends, right? They talk frequently, and Von Miller was trying to recruit him to come to Buffalo. And part of the reason why those guys were, were – uh, when they were together in, in Los Angeles, they, they worked some magic and were able to win a Super Bowl together. I like Odell Beckham Jr. for the Buffalo Bills. Number one, we know this football team is going to throw the football early and often. You have a quarterback in Josh Allen who's going to be able to get it to you. You have a quarterback who who can get it to you when it comes to off-scripted plays. But also, I think they need another dynamic guy that's a route runner like Stephon Diggs. I love Gabe Davis, but Gabe Davis is not the route runner that Stephon Diggs is, nor is he the route runner that, that Odell Beckham Jr. is. So when I look at this roster 
And from the wide receiver position, I do think the Buffalo Bills could benefit from having another guy that you could put backside and win this one-on-one matchup when you need it most on third downs and not just look at Stephon Diggs, but also a guy that can take the top off. You get inside the red zone. He's a red zone target. Whether you want to throw him a fade, whether you want to throw him a slant, he is that guy, plus he brings that Super Bowl pedigree because he won one with the Los Angeles Rams. I think everything you're saying there also speaks to, I don't want to say desperation. Let me say a different word aggressiveness. Right now, if I'm the Bills this offseason, I need to be aggressive. I need to be aggressive in the way that my roster is built. I need to be aggressive in the way that we approach practices. I need to be aggressive in the tone. I need everyone involved in this process from uh, the person that, that from the cleaning crew at night to the GM. I need everybody to understand that right now is the window and the expectation is a Super Bowl. And to do that, you have to make aggressive moves right now. I'd say the same thing about the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, how mm. long did we sit here and talk about the Cowboys and the fact that, you know, frankly, we saw in the playoffs when they lost Tony Pollard, it was like they didn't even know what they were trying to do with the football. They need to be aggressive in upgrading every possible weapon because right now is your time. Coaches are coaching for their careers. Uh, Dak's playing for whether or not he's going to have a future with the team. Like, you got everything on the line. You need to go get you an Odell Beckham Jr. and get yourself the opportunity to get back some of the playmaking you lost last year. You can't afford to do this back-to-back years. You got to be aggressive. Yeah, the Cowboys are another team. And you look at, uh, they lost Amari Cooper last year, right? Amari Cooper was with the Cleveland Browns because that's where he got traded. It really showed on this football team. It showed in a lot of different moments. You lost that guy that can, you know, win one-on-one at the line of scrimmage release game, but also that home run hitter. Not saying that C.D. Lamb isn't. C.D. Lamb had a phenomenal year, but Michael Gallup didn't live up to what they thought Michael Gallup was going to be when they signed him to his extension. So you go and get another Od- uh, go get a guy like named Odell Beckham Jr., who you can also put. Now you can have all three of them. You can have Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Odell and play that way. But I also be- believe that Dak Prescott, the quarterback of his stature, he needs playmakers around him. Tony Pollard is coming off of an injury. And like you mentioned, Fitz, when he got hurt in that game against the San Francisco, 49ers, Kellen Moore and company, they were they were scrambling. They were scrambling on what they wanted to do, and they still had an opportunity and still could have won that football game. But if you would have had an Odell Beckham Jr. to help pick up a lot of slack, then I, I think they would have been a lot more effective. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're also on Sirius XM Channel 80. And Harry, I got no problem with rolling the dice once. Like, in general, if I'm a team and I look around and say, no, we're good with what we got. I have no problem with that. It's at the end of that season, and I say this all the time, like right now is the most honest view anybody's going to have of their favorite football team for the rest of the year because it's fresh. You know what the what the inefficiencies are for your talent for your team. You know where they don't have enough talent. Right now, you don't have that separation where over time like you start to see your team through rose-colored glasses. Right now, we know exactly where the deficiencies are for the Dallas Cowboys. That's all the more reason that it has to be addressed. You tried something. You tried to get rid of Amari Cooper and fill it other ways. That didn't work. So you can't try that again and then tell me that you think it's going to work next time. Like, I can't accept that a second time. So the first time I can look at it and say, I get your logic. Now, the only logic is you better go out and get better. And, you know, they've been doing this long, slow dance with Odell Beckham Jr. for how long? Well, at some point, it's it's doo-doo or get off the pot, right? Like, and the, you just, you're at that spot there where it's like, you, you just need to get this thing done. Yeah, Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones, they can't have their blinders on, right? You got to understand that your quarterback, Dak Prescott, 
He needs skill position players around him. He needs guys that can be home run hitters. He needs guys that 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 are consistent and have been consistent in this league for a duration of time. Odell Beckham Jr. fits that bill. Also, you want somebody to go opposite of C.D. Lamb. So now a defense has to be honest, and a defense just can't key on one person. Now, luckily for C.D. Lamb, he's able to play all over the football field. He's able to play outside, inside, line up in the backfield, a lot of, a lot of different areas. But you add an Odell Beckham to the mix, and I think it puts your offense in a better spot, in a better place. There's one other place that's being talked about, at least, for Odell Beckham Jr. And this one's curious because earlier you said – one particular thing about an offense in the NFL that's tough to learn, but Dan Orlovsky's thrown that aside, and he, he's got this analysis on why Odell Beckham Jr. belongs in New England. Yeah. Odell Beckham, go to your true love, the New England Patriots. Okay. Go to the dark side I like with it. Bill Belichick. Bill O'Brien, Mac yeah. Jones, turn him into a top eight player, make a Super Bowl run. We all fall in love with the Patriots once again. I just realized nobody's worse at sexy talk than Dan Orlovsky. I just, I think we can all, we can all agree on that. All right. Do you like OBJ to, to New England though? No, I don't. Okay. First of all, we got to remember uh, New England gets very, very cold. Not saying that he's worried about the cold, but not only does he, New England gets very, very cold, I'm concerned about the quarterback position. I'm concerned about Mac Jones because he didn't have the best year last year. Also, I don't, I don't think the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender. They weren't last year. Didn't even make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender this year. Now, I love the fact that they got Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator now, but I just don't see Odell Bell Beckham Jr. at this juncture in his career going to the New England Patriots. Odell likes to have fun. He likes to be himself 100%. Who's to say he, 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 he's going to be able to be that when he's in New England? Yeah, he's going to – in this logic, he's going to go somewhere where he's asked to be a different version of himself, where he's going to be on a team that even with him is not the favorite in their division. And of all Listen, the quarterbacks if, he if can I'm, pick to I'm play with – if I'm going to be cold, send me up to Buffalo where I know Josh Allen is and he's going to throw that football effectively and I know the Buffalo Bills going to make the playoffs. I, I can't even imagine the look on his face when it's like, oh, man, we're going to send you up to, 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 to cold weather, but you get to play. And he's thinking, oh, it's going to be with Josh Allen. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, it's going to be on a team like the Jets that have a bunch of weapons. It's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be – Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah, oh, they're definitely going to be like the father in Friday. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, y'all can just clip this off and keep playing it for the next year. Mac Jones is not a good NFL quarterback, and I do not believe in him. So I don't see why Odell Beckham Jr. would want to go play with him. There, I said it. A Super Bowl champion is going to weigh in on this. Plus, why OBJ can make one team the team to beat in their conference. I'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. The NBA created the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. Abdul-Jabbar has long been committed to using his influence to engage on social issues to promote equality and fight discrimination. And in 2016, Kareem was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the nation's highest civilian honor. Black History Always, celebrating Black History Month on ESPN Radio. and Harry, the podcast. (laughs) 
Jason Fitz and Harry Douglas are Fitz and Harry. Man, they, they ticked you off, huh? I mean, they ticked you off, my man. I, that, that, I'm just saying, like, let, we make these things so complex. Like, uh, but I, I love the fact you said it with your chest, too. Like, you, you said it with your chest. You know what? I'm out here. I'm just out. I'm, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm out in these streets now. That's what's happening. I'm out well, in these streets. I'm out here. He said, I'm out here. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm I out in these streets. Please clip that off. Evan and Devin, please clip that off. Please. You're welcome, America. I am out here in these streets. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, hanging out with you, but our wolf pack is about to grow by one. Booger McFarlane, ESPN football analyst, joins us now. Booger, we were just talking, as much as everybody talks about quarterbacks, it's a non-quarterback that we were talking about could have a huge impact in Odell Beckham Jr. When you look around the landscape of the NFL, do you have a landing spot that you love for OBJ? Um, you know, not really. Uh, I, I think the same teams that were that were said to be in on him uh, at the end of this past season, Dallas, Buffalo, um, you know, teams that need a wide receiver, somebody else to go along, maybe Jacksonville, uh, or I think are going to be the same teams in, that are in play now. Like once he shows that he's completely healthy, which I think he, he will be when you look at that, will be roughly 18 months removed by the time the 2023 season starts. I think then it's going to come down to the highest bidder. If you told me Jacksonville gave him, you know, $15 million a year, I think he'll go to Jacksonville. Uh, I I think OBJ is going to be what we deem a a, a hired hand right now. And whoever comes up with the most money for his services, I think he'll get it. Yeah, Book, I think one of the things that's uh, key in this is that, like you just mentioned, he will be about, what, 18 months removed from his ACL surgery. And that's big because I went through that same injury. But – for the Dallas Cowboys, what difference would Odell Beckham Jr. mean for the Dallas Cowboys in their roster? Well, it just gives them another playmaker. I think they were waiting on Michael Gallup to have a resurgence post-ACL. They never really saw that. Uh, Noah Brown was kind of hit and miss, which you expected from a young guy. And therefore, everything was put on C.D. Lamb. And it was the C.D. Lamb show left, C.D. Lamb show right. And anytime they needed another playmaker, they would split out Tony Pollard, where I think they need to keep Tony Pollard in that running back role with Ezekiel Elliott, assuming they bring him back. They need a, a legit number two wide out, let Gallup slide into number three, and then Noah Brown can be a four. Uh, that way they can take some of the pressure off of CeeDee Lamb. We're talking to Booger McFarland, ESPN football analyst on Fitz and Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. All right, let's move to Derek Carr here because everybody keeps talking about him. Uh, realistically, you've watched so much of his career. In the right system, can he win a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, he can. There's no question he can. I, I think that, listen, if you just look at what Jalen Hurts did this season and you go back to one year ago when he left the game against Tampa and we were all like, man, they need a quarterback. He Can he be salvageable? And now he's an MVP-type quarterback and outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So if Jalen can do it and make the improvement and be a Super Bowl winning type quarterback, which he did everything he could on Sunday to do, then how come Derek Carr can't? Uh, I, I think when you look at what he's done in his career, um, if you put the weapons around him, you get the offensive line, you get the run game, uh, you get a defense. Uh, I think the quarterback nowadays, except for Patrick Mahomes and maybe one or two more, it's a dependent position, man, which simply means this. I got to get some other dudes around me, no matter how good I am. I got to have other dudes offensively, other dudes defensively, and then that'll allow my talent to show. 
Where do you feel Derek Carr has the best chance to win a Super Bowl in 2023? Um, I mean, that's tough to say. It just depends on what the other moves that are going to be made. I mean, obviously, we're pre-combine, pre-free agency, pre-draft. Uh, on paper, uh, I, I think, you know, the Jets have a really good defense. I don't think he fits in New York, per se, with their young weapons, nor fits in New York with his personality or the media. I think maybe the best spot for him might be Carolina. Um, it's a it's a very, very winnable division. Every team in the division is going to repla- be replacing quarterbacks. I think the city of Charlotte fits his personality a little bit more. And also, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the the, the, the the quarterback situation that they've had in the past, they can only go up from there. And so I, I think Derek Carr will be looked at as a huge step up going forward, whereas in some of the other places he may be compared to, uh, if you go to New Orleans, and then now you got to think about Drew Brees. And if you go to, you know, New York or whatever, is, is he going to be competing in order to get to New York with Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera? So if I'm him, if I'm his representative, I would try to get to Charlotte, uh, win the division, you host the playoff game, and, and, and now the battle is halfway done. What about the 49ers, Booger, given the way the last season ended and the quarterback problems they've had? Should they be looking at Derek Carr? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I think they got Trey Lance, they got Brock Purdy. Um, they got two quarterbacks that they feel very comfortable with. One who, one of which who won what he'd be win seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row of Purdy. So yeah, I, I think they're pretty set. And then and they they got to figure out what they're going to do with Trey Lance. Uh, is he salvageable? Can you develop him? Et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think the Forty ers are a very viable solution uh, for him. Booger, what would you say to anyone who watched this season and seen Derek Carr and seen the Raiders play? What would you say to anyone that says that Derek Carr isn't a good quarterback and they don't want him on their team? Well, I, I would say, well, who else you got? That's the first thing I would say. Now, if, if you can say that you don't want Derek Carr, that must mean that you have, you know, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jalen Hurts. That must mean you have one of those guys on your team. Other than that, I mean, pretty much every team would probably take it, Derek Carr. Um, you know, the Packers aside, because they have Jordan Love, and they got to see what he's going to do, uh, Aaron Rodgers also. But other than that, like, it's not uh, – other than about seven, eight, nine, ten teams, every other team is probably looking for a quarterback, and Derek Carr would probably be an upgrade. Yeah, and, and amazingly, my beloved Raiders are now one of those teams looking for a quarterback. All right, let's go to back to the Cowboys, though. Obviously, uh, Booger, as much as we keep talking about the Cowboys, is there anything they could do this offseason that would make them the team to beat in the NFC in your eyes? Uh, no, I, I don't think as far as the team to beat. I think as long as Philly um, has that offensive line and has Jalen Hurts, now, they got to figure out a lot defensively. I think eight of their 11 starters or something like that are, are free agents. But I think they got uh, three top 50 picks in the draft, so they're, they're probably going to go really heavy on defense uh, this season. But as far as to your point, making the Cowboys the team to beat, no. I, I, I still think Philly, San Francisco, uh, Detroit, I think is going to be a really, really big player. I know people are like, Detroit? Yes, Detroit. I think it's going to be a really, really big player next season. Uh, the Cowboys got to worry about winning their own division before they can worry about being the team to beat. Right now, they're they're at best the second best team in that division. Uh, and depending on what the Giants do offensively, depending on what Washington does, they better watch out because those two teams are coming. 
Booger, as always, we appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good week, brother. Enjoy some off-season time. Get, get, throw your feet up. Relax a little bit. Will do, man. Y'all have a great one. It's Booger McFarland, ESPN football analyst, joining us. That's right. We were just talking about team to beat because even though the Eagles are coming off of a Super Bowl run, might not be as easy as you think for them to get back. We'll tell you why. But first, Harry's got to tell you this about Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Booger, as always, we appreciate your time, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good week, brother. Enjoy some off-season time. Get, get, throw your feet up. Relax a little bit. Will do, man. Y'all have a great one. It's Booger McFart. McFarland. It's Booger McFart. It's Booger McFart. <sighs> Not proud of it, you know? Try to be a total professional. It's Booger, Booger. McFart. Booger's been a long-time friend. Not proud of it. It's Booger McFart. It's Harry Douglas. Please I'm stop. Jason Fitz. It's Fitz and Harry. McFart. And, and, I, and I, let me tell you why I hate it, though, Fitz. Let me tell you why I hate it. I hate it because I am very sensitive about my name. <laughs> very sensitive about my name. That's something that gets me worked up. So I'm not trying to laugh. But I can't help it right now. You know, here's the here's the good news. Booger and I are uh Booger and I are good buddies. Right. It's Booger so, fart. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. This is, this is like, if anyone's truly surprised that I misspoke, then that's really on them. Uh, because let's face it, I'm barely a professional. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio. We were just joined <laughs> by Booger McFarland. Uh and yes, Booger McFart. Okay. Nah, just, this is just. Oh man, this is gonna, this is gonna keep happening. This is gonna keep to happening. Tears soon. I uh, I don't know how I feel about this, Harry. Uh, I okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, a booger has it coming. One of the first times I ever hung out with booger, we went to uh, we went to dinner. It, it, I wasn't even living up in Connecticut and at the time. I uh, you know I was just struggling to make ends meet. Right, just trying to get at ESPN, and I, I went to dinner at a place that was very nice uh, with booger and somebody else at the time that worked at radio. And we had been told that we were gonna we were gonna go out to this fancy dinner. Radio was gonna buy it. Right. Well, then the person that w- worked at radio uh, was not like a boss. It was just a person that was working on a show and took us out and then realized that he didn't have the radio credit card. So Booger just looked at me and was like, yeah, no problem. We'll split it. Let that That's fine. So Booger got in this massive steak and like all the accoutrements that come with it, right? And the person in radio had <laughs> gotten this massive steak. My broke ass had gotten a salad, right? So I had a salad. Like I figured like a $15 salad. My half of the bill was like well over a hundred bucks. So I figure, you know, <laughs> this is this is my payback uh, to Booger uh, for making me, uh, making me pay half that bill. Uh, but now Booger's never going to come on the show again because they called him Booger McFart. Booger McFart. Yeah. Are you going to play the noise too, Devin? No, I don't think so. Okay. Are we done with this? Is this, this going to keep going? I don't want to play it again. Okay. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is what we're doing. Uh, just take it away. At this point, we're supposed to tell Harry, everybody, why it's not going to be Eagle. E- Jeez. What do I do? It's not going to be easy for the Eagles to run it back. I, I, I've I've totally lost all professionalism. You can just tell everybody now how hard this year is going to be for Philly coming up. Thank you. Well, I, th- I think it's more so <laughs> on, 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 on Dallas, right? A lot of people may think that Dallas is going to be the team in the NFC if they add one more piece, and I, I just don't think that. I agree with exactly what Booger just, just stated. Three teams right now in the NFC that I'm – thinking about that's going to, you know, be right there in the thick of thing, things again. Number one is San Francisco 49ers, right? Once they figure their quarterback situation out, is it going to be, you know, Brock Purdy? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Are they going to get somebody else? But you look at all the pieces that they have surrounding them, and the San Francisco 49ers has, have been a team since 2019 that has been in the mix to come out that division, excuse me, that conference. You look at the Detroit Lions. You talk about an offense, and they were able to keep their offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson in that offensive line intact together, and the mindset of running the football I think their offensive line really embodied the mindset of their head coach and being physical. I think they need to add more pieces on the defensive side of the ball in this draft, also in free agency. While speaking about free agency, I think they need to re-sign um, Jamal, Jamal Williams, the same Jamal Williams that broke Barry Sanders' single-season single touchdown record in Detroit. So I thought, I, th- I thought he was a great piece for that team, and his mindset, his energy really complemented uh, their head coach as well. Now, the third team I'm talking about now is the Philadelphia Eagles. And is it going to be tough with 20 free agents, especially defensively? A lot of those guys are, are, are not sure if they're going to be back. Yes, but we got to remember they do have two first-round draft picks, the 10th overall pick and also the, the uh, 30th overall draft pick. Those are two spots right there they can use on the defensive side of the ball. Also, if they want to trade out of any of those spots and acquire more compensation and go that route, I think they will do that. Jalen Hurts is going to get a big payday. But I just don't see the Philadelphia Eagles just drifting off in space and not being able to contend next year as well. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to be in an, an interesting prove-it year because the concept is going to be if you have Jalen Hurts, then you have a chance, right? Like that's where you're supposed to be with these quarterbacks that get paid that much money. But what did Booger just say is we talked to Booger. Part of what he talked about was the fact that like most quarterbacks are in the need help range, right? They need support range from other people. I, it's going to be a wild concept to think that you can just suddenly put everything on any quarterback to come through and win. The, the hardest part about the NFC is that I can't imagine we're ever going to see an injury-riddled quarterback position like what we saw from San Francisco this year. So I do believe that San Francisco will always be in this conversation as long as they uh, as long as they can get anybody healthy behind that quarterback situation. And I'm not sure Brock Purdy. I, I I don't know if Brock Purdy is sustainable. But when you look across the NFC in general, I I like where Washington's roster is other than quarterback. I I think the Giants were able to do a lot with a little, and they'll get better this offseason. I think the Cowboys will go out and aggressively get. A couple of weapons that's going to make them better I do think that the Lions have the opportunity to continue to build towards something I I, I look at San Francisco and I think that's a good football team out there Seattle was able to win a bunch of games this year with Geno Smith at quarterback and nobody expected that right so I just think it's too uncertain in the NFC to just look at it and say oh Philly that's going to be the answer that being said you know realistically I I know why people want to lean that direction because of what we saw from Jalen Hurts and the offensive weapons particularly I just I think it's hard to bank on a team with as much turnover as the Eagles will have to just suddenly be back at the top of the mountain. You know what I want to see from the San Francisco 49ers? I want to see them start faster out of the gate. 
I think the last three years, you talk about 2022, 2021, 2020, this team hasn't started out the gate strong, right? And really the last two years, um, towards the middle of the year, end of the years, when they really started to ramp things up, I want to see this football team because they have all the pieces in place. The only question mark you have is the quarterback position, and I think that's more so due to health reasons. So I want to see this team in 2023 start faster, come out of the gate faster. So if you want to have a little wiggle room at the end, you do have it. Not saying that you that's your mindset, or nor, nor should it be your mindset, but – I think that's a team that could potentially could have got the number one seed if they would have started out of the gate faster more so than they did because they lost some games this year early on that they should not have lost. Yeah, it is interesting because the NFC this year was supposed to be really bad. And there were times that portions of the conference did look bad. But by the end of the year, you've you've really separated several of these teams into a different category of, of hope, right? Like we always talk about the draft being the season of hope. There's a handful of teams right now that I think in the NFC have sort of lumped themselves together as, hey, if, if I can start fast, to your point, if, if I can maximize a couple of holes in the offseason to the point that we've been talking about, I have a real chance here. And it's wild to think that we're talking about a team like Detroit in that conversation, but they are in that conversation. So we came into the year thinking that the NFC might just not have a lot for the next few years. And instead, it feels like there's been a handful of teams that have put themselves in a situation to contend right out of the gate. It, it feels like the NFC is going to be much tougher next year than the presumption was going into this year that they would be. In the, go ahead. Well, I, I would also say to echo what, what Burger said, though, you talk about teams like the Washington Commanders and also the New York football giants, what those guys do free agent wise. Uh, and also the draft could determine a lot of things that goes on in the, in the, in the NFC conference as well. Yeah. Plenty of time left in this offseason for teams to reinvent themselves. Tiger Woods today tees off in the Genesis Invitational at 3.04 Eastern. He's playing with two-time major champ Justin Thomas and four-time major winner Rory McIlroy. Feature co- group coverage, including Tiger, is available on ESPN+. Plus. You don't want to go miss it. Go out there, get your ESPN+, Plus, and you can watch all the Tiger action after our show is done. In the meantime, we've got drama in Hollywood. Shocking. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Reeves dribbling around a pick from LeBron. Reeves at the free throw line. Bounce pass. LeBron to the rim. Foul in a bucket. LeBron was cracked in the face and had the peace of mind to lay it in anyway. It was a huge night last night for the Lakers as LeBron gets on the floor with his new teammates and they absolutely thrash the Pelicans in a 120-102 win that now has everybody as we lead into the All-Star break saying, is it possible? Is it actually possible that everything's been fixed in L.A.? ESPN 710 L.A. on the call there. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. they got 122 million parts. Take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. So the uh, the Lakers are riding high uh, at this point as they get everybody out on the floor together. And uh, everybody, it, it gives you this little moment of hope. It gives everybody a moment to feel happy about it, Harry. And in fact, LeBron James afterwards talked about all the new pieces and how they're gelling together. 
And I think our, our skill set all kind of fit each other. You know, with um, you know, with Vando and, and D'Lo and Bees, three guys that just know how to play the game. We all just trying to get the ball popping, get the ball moving. You know, have equal opportunity, and everybody's trying to play to their advantage out on the floor. So you know, tonight we had 32 assists. You know, in our starting lineup was at nine, 14, 20, 22 assists in our starting lineup. Um, uh, that's huge. So you know, we want to try to continue that going forward. So is everything good in LA now? Well, I think for right now, I, I think I love the spacing that this this new acquired Lakers team and the way they look is it, it, great. I won't say, well, I'm going to say it's good for right now. And D'Angelo Russell, a guy that can be a playmaker. So now LeBron James doesn't have to do everything. You talk about a guy in Malik Beasley who could put the ball in the basket and space the floor as well. I do love the simple fact that they are starting Jared Vanderbilt over Hachimura because uh, Vanderbilt brings another defensive minded type of guy to the lineup, right? That can guard a lot of different positions. So I'm, I really love that Darvin Ham decided to bring Hachimura off the bench and start Vanderbilt because when you have a LeBron James, you have an Anthony Davis, you have a D'Lo, and you have a Malik Beasley, you have four guys that are offensive-minded, right? I don't need a fifth guy to be offensive-minded out there. I need a fifth guy to be more so defensive-minded. Not saying that no one else out there can play defense. I just think that's what the Lakers needed at the moment. And 32 assists – that lets you know that the floor spacing that a LeBron James team needs is now there with their lineup. And LeBron wasn't taking a shot at anybody else that was previously on the roster. He was just stating the obvious. They had 32 assists. That shows you that other guys on this team are now playmakers as well, not just him and Dennis Schroeder. Well, and it's time for the progressive NBA snapshot. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today when you start talking about that you've been big on the spacing issue from the outset and it just speaks to the fact that on the court they are better than they were they're better built than they were and that matters now that being said Patrick Beverly didn't mince words he was traded obviously as we all know at the deadline to the Orlando Magic when he was asked about the problems the Pat Bev podcast uh, this is what he said quote it wasn't basketball it wasn't basketball it was other blank but other blank that you really can't like pin or point out, you know, comes and goes, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. So Pat Bev saying that the problem wasn't basketball, but to your point, Harry, I think the problem was kind of basketball. Like, it just was a bad fit. For whatever, there may have been other problems, but basketball was also part of the problem. Yeah, and I think the the stuff on the basketball court started to leak and, and have guys feeling some type of way and in their feelings off the court as well. So w- whenever you have that, it is time for a change. And I got to give Rob Palenka a lot of credit because he was able to make this trade and bring in and acquire other guys that fit LeBron's mold. And, and, and listen, Fitz, nobody knows it better than me. My brother played with LeBron down there in Miami. I know how important floor spacing is. You know what I mean? And that's been LeBron his entire career. You look at everywhere that he's won, floor spacing is one of the biggest things because LeBron James himself can be a, pump, a point for it, and he's going to acquire and, and demand double and triple teams. So now I need guys to be able to space the floor and spot up and be able to knock down open jump shots. That's a reason why you have guys go to the corner threes and try to work on their corner three shooting because they know LeBron James is going to be able to get that basketball to them right where they need it in that corner for them to be able to knock it down. Your brother played with LeBron and, uh, you know, he's still buddies with him. Where are we on getting me that LeBron signed jersey? Is that, uh, is that coming to fruition? Uh, we're talking, it, it, Tony, <laughs> I mean, 
for, for the listeners that don't, that don't know, Tony Douglas is my brother that played in the NBA for eight years. He's overseas now in Portugal. So, yeah, and I went to a lot of those games when he was with the Miami Heat with LeBron James. Trust me, I was making up all kind of excuses and telling my wife that my brother really needs me mm-hmm. and he, need, he needs my support. Let me go and take my talents down to South Beach, yeah, honey. The, the, by the way, the Hawks might have needed your support last night. We haven't even mentioned this, but uh, I, you should maybe give a shout-out to a certain someone because the Knicks last night thumped Atlanta. Yeah, I want. I got to give a shout out to Russ Fisher, mm-hmm. um, one of the stage managers at Seaport, New York, where they do this just in, first take, get up, all of those shows. Me and Russ go at it just about every week about the Knicks and my Hawks. This time they played last night. I was supposed to go to the game, but I, I didn't end up going, and the Knicks won. But me and Russ was texting through, throughout the entire game. So, Russ, shout out to you. Shout out to your Knicks. And also, great job beating Jay Will in the bet. I mean, that is, you know, it's good of you to come out and acknowledge that you're getting your, you got your butt kicked. Because yeah. if there's anything that I know about Russ is that, that when you are getting your butt kicked, he does walk around Seaport. He's got like a little swagger to the walk, right? Like he knows <laughs> it's coming. Had to give him that love. Had to give him that shout out because he deserves it. Like you, you, you relentlessly brought him on set, on set to talk to the world uh, when, when maybe it didn't go as well for the Knicks. So now suddenly he's talking to talk because right now the Knicks have a better record than the Hawks. Same thing, things seem Ooh, to be going better. You're, you're right. And me and Russ have a, a phenomenal relationship. Say it again? Uh, uh, no, no, go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But me, me and Russ have a phenomenal relationship and um, we, when I mean we troll one another, we troll one another hard. Like we don't cut corners. We don't tailor anything back. So this is his moment. So I got to give him his moment. Because uh, when my moment comes, y'all going to hear about it. Trust me. Uh, apparently, one of my moments has been brought up on the monitor behind me. Uh, this is me running the 40-yard dash after I said earlier today that I could outrun Evan. Uh, look, hips are a little tight. I'm not going to lie about that. It's genetics. But you know what? I'm See, also going to got- say this. I'm also going to say this. One of us today at Orange Ther- Theory ran at a 10 on the treadmill for over a minute consecutive. This is a few years ago. I'm in substantially better shape right now. I think we all can agree on that. No, 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 no. But check this out, though. See, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a hook you up with some yoga people, some dry needling people. Mm-hmm. And work on your hips. Get your hips a little bit looser. Fits. Look at me now. It'll help you in other places okay, too, my okay. man. Okay, well, you know, you know even with tight hips, I can still outrun Evan. So whenever Evan is ready to take me on in a 40-yard dash, Evan, you just let me know. Those tiny legs of yours are going to have to take some long steps to beat these tight hips. That's all I'm saying. Show beef now exists. Uh, we would show you video of Evan running, but uh, that hasn't happened since fifth grade. All right, the one team that can become a Super Bowl favorite today. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.